Coming to you from the top of the world. World. In Anchorage, Alaska. Alaska. This is the Cornerstone Alumni Podcast. And now, throwing thoughts. Thoughts. Opinions. Opinions. And plenty of memories your way. This is your host, Danny Becker. Hello, fellow Cornerstone students, wherever you may be. It is 11.09 in Alaska, and it's still light enough outside to drive without your headlights. So in the summertime, we have a lot of daylight up here, and in the wintertime, we have a lot more darkness. Uh, People always ask me, how do you get used to it? It's not the darkness that takes getting used to in the wintertime. It's the light in the summertime that takes the getting used to because your body just knows it's light outside still. So uh, at midsummer, um, it's probably only going to get dark for maybe two to three hours in midsummer here. If you go farther north up near Barrow and in the farther north places of the state, it's six months of darkness and six months of light. Anyway, so I wanted to talk to you today about Cornerstone basketball in particular uh, and kind of give you a background history on how that all got started because some of you might not, might not be aware. So let's get started. Um, when Cornerstone first began at its founding, we had a principal named Greg Carter. And Greg Carter was uh, an educated guy. He had college degrees in educational administration. He had a little bit of experience under his belt. And he was a good guy to have as a principal because he knew what he was doing. Um, Also, something about Greg Carter, which some people may not have known, was that he was a cross-country runner. Uh, He ran cross-country in high school. And he um, also, later on in life, ran the Boston Marathon. And he finished within the top 50, I believe. And you guys know about the Boston Marathon. The best runners in the world go to the Boston Marathon. Thousands. So if you can finish within the top 100, that makes you an extraordinary athlete. And he did that. He was like 50th, which is just absolutely amazing. So not only was he an educated guy, but he was an athlete. So that, of course, uh, inspired him to get some sort of athletics started at Cornerstone. The first, of course, was was the gym classes and then um, basketball. So he got out together a little basketball team and um, our first jerseys were actually these gray t-shirts, dark athletic gray t-shirts that had royal blue numbers on the front and back. There was no name of school or anything. It was like something out of out of Hoosiers. Uh, so our first game was against a school called New Life, which was in Riverview somewhere. And, and I could never find this place after those games that we played against them. I think we played them twice. Uh, I know we, we played them in our first game. Uh, I could never find that school again. It was somewhere in Riverview, but I never found it again. You know, uh, So that was weird. So we played New Life our first game. Some of the names on that team that I can remember were... Uh, Albert Garrett, Cliff Freeze, Tommy Brock, uh, myself, and we might have had our first help from the church. 
uh, during that time as well, but I can't remember. Anyway, our first game was against New Life, and we got out there, and they were an organized school and an organized team. Their uniforms looked good. We had the same T-shirts on with, with just numbers on it, and all of us had different shorts and sweatpants on, so we were kind of, uh, as we would be later, too, the ragtag group. Uh, game got off quickly, and miraculously, we had launched out to an early lead by about eight eight points, which uh, within the first seven or eight minutes, and this caused New Life to call a timeout because we were they were shell shocked that we were beating them so quickly, and to be honest with you, we were shell shocked that we were beating them so quickly, and that that slowing down in momentum probably cost us uh, because not too long after that we ended up uh, falling apart and losing the game we were like oh crap we're winning what do we do um anyway but uh that was the first game that cornerstone ever had uh moving on um greg carter ended up leaving the school and uh went to take a uh, principal job down in ohio in sylvania ohio uh at a school down there cathedral of praise is what it was called and um, more on that later. So our next coach was Rusty Ayers. And as most of you may know, Rusty is the son of Eloise Ayers. Um, and as long I'm going to voice some opinion here. As long as Rusty Ayers was coach, we would always have the support of the administration. So Rusty was, a, was an L.A. Lakers fan, big time. And so we started having some real practices over at Gable Richard's gym with Rusty as coach. And he was a big L.A. Lakers fan, so he started teaching us stuff that the Lakers did, like the half-court trap defense. And Rusty was instrumental in getting us a lot of help from the church uh, because at that time we'd lost some students and we really needed um, help from the church to have enough people to have a team. Rusty also got us our first real uniforms. And uh, again, we had support from the administration, so somebody paid for them. I don't know who, the church or the school, but nevertheless, we got our first real uniforms. And I was sitting in Rusty's van with a couple other players um, when we opened up the boxes, and I was like, wow. You know, they were navy blue and white. And something about navy blue and white I wanted to mention. Navy blue and white have always been the school colors. And the reason they were chosen as the school colors is because, and not the royal blue, was because we didn't want to look like Gibraltar Carlson. And that was their colors. We needed something different. We needed something our own. And that's the colors that we went with, uh, were the navy blue and white. Later on in Cornerstone history in basketball, their, their basketball uniforms ended up being royal blue and white or something like that. And I was told that that was actually a mistake with the order for those uniforms so rusty got us these uniforms somehow we opened them up and we're like wow we all have the same uniforms and we had socks even we even had the socks and uh, they were white with two navy blue stripes around the top and we also had the shorts and you know the practices that he was giving us were great and oh he made us run like crazy good lord run 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 but i learned later on when we were playing in the games that and I wasn't tired 
it suddenly dawned on me why he was making us run so much. Anyway, um, unfortunately, later on, um, after Rusty left, uh, our uniforms kind of, we didn't have enough, and and uh, uniforms were missing. And so we had guys on our team that had the right shirt, but they didn't have the, the shorts, you know. And, of course, the school administration was nowhere to be found in uh, and the church was nowhere to be found in trying to get us uniforms again that all matched. And it was really embarrassing to have to go to these schools where they had organized programs and all look the same. Some of them even have warm-up outfits. And uh, we looked like, again, a bunch of ragtags. Uh, some of us having the right, most of us having the right jerseys, but not all of us having the right shorts. And, uh, it just was an embarrassment. You know, the school was an extension of the ministry of the church. And you would think that you'd want that extension to look good and to represent the school well. And the same thing with the girls, you know, the girls uh, with their volleyball uniforms. You know, they should have um, been taken care of as well. But we had no fundraisers, no, not even an attempt, you know, so that was kind of irritating. So... Um, Coach-wise, we were really lost. We had a guy with, by the last name Collins helping us. And uh, we also had um, uh, support from Jay Rainey, who, God bless him, wasn't an athlete by any means, but he did his best to help us. He drove the bus. I mean, he was he was great. Also, I want to um, make a special mention to um, Angie and Chris Kelly's dad, uh, who was always very supportive of the athletics there at Cornerstone. And he was a great help, and, and I really um, appreciated uh, his input there. Um, and uh, all our thoughts and prayers go out to him right now. He's having some health challenges. So uh, we hope that he uh, is doing better. And what a great guy. What a great guy. Um, we ended up getting in the Metro Christian Conference and the Metro Christian Conference, finally, we were in an organized Christian league. You know, so the Metro Christian Conference consisted of um, Novi Christian, Pontiac Greater Life, Romulus, Milford West Highland, which uh, was the farthest school that was in our conference as far as miles go, um, Garden City United, and Celine Christian, um, they actually were in our league, and then they left because they thought they were too good for us. And then they left, got their butts kicked in um, a public school league, and then quickly came back to the Metro Christian Conference. Um, it was great being in a conference. However, because we didn't have the support of the administration, um, I feel, again, my opinion, because we didn't have that support, um, we weren't allowed to have the same basketball schedules and girls volleyball that the other schools had. Some of this was because of um, the lack of a of gym space. Um, but, you know, in high school sports, you're having one to two games a week. And uh, most of the teams in our league were having one to two games a week, uh, but not us. One week we would have a game, the next week we wouldn't, and the next week we'd have one, and then 
maybe another one the next week, and then we, we wouldn't have a game. Uh, so that, again, was a source of irritation. <laughs> uh, it could have been worked out to where we played a, a schedule where we were the visiting team most of the time. Uh, being in the Metro Christian Conference was a great thing. Uh, one of the presidents of the conference was a guy named Randy Peterson. He was the coach of uh, Garden City United. And I think I got all the, I think I listed all the teams, but if I, if I forgot one, please forgive me. Um, so it was uh, difficult. Um, we would have practices occasionally. Uh, occasionally we would practice at uh, Romulus, I think it was, no, Lincoln Park Church of God maybe, and sometimes Romulus. Um, but again, when you, also when you're going to a school where everyone is from somewhere else, um, all of our students were spread out all over the metro area, so um, that sometimes made it a bit of a challenge getting people together. Um, and then there were some times when we would just get together on our own and practice, you know, be it out in the parking lot, or I remember one time we practiced in the street uh, in Lincoln Park. I think it was in front of Joe. Catino's house, uh, Joe Brown's house, and we just practiced in the street. And I remember Steve Stewart uh, being there because uh, a dog was, somebody's dog was barking at Steve Stewart, and he just let out this blood curdling scream every time the dog was going to attack him. It was so funny. Um, so, Metro Christian Conference, uh, we would go to these schools and you know, we wouldn't be dressed all the same. And it, it was such an embarrassment. And because we didn't have regular practices, we, again, we were getting blown out almost every game. And uh, we didn't care how much you blew us out, but there was one thing you were never going to do on us, and that was dunk the ball. We didn't care if we had to tackle you, stab you, you know, throw you out of the gym. If if you tried to dunk the ball on us, you were going to pay dearly for that attempt. And if I remember correctly, no one was able to do it. They blew us out by 50 or 60 points, but nobody dunked the ball on us. Um, obviously, when you're losing that bad, and every game we were losing pretty much, um, tempers start to flare, and we would rough it up with some teams. Uh, and we quickly earned a reputation as being kind of the bad boys of the Metro Christian Conference because uh, we were sore losers, let me tell you. <laughs> Oh, geez. But uh, great memories. Um, again, we had help from the uh, from the church. Uh, people like Phil Woods, Keith Lewis, Mike Anders, um, a couple others. Um, I think it was the last two years I posted a picture uh, of the old Cornerstone team on, the, um, on Facebook. And a couple of those guys from the church who played with us were kind of making fun of it and you know, commenting how they shouldn't have even been there and blah, blah, blah. And it was just real, I felt it was really insulting and real low class of those guys to do that. You know, we certainly appreciated their help, but making fun of it, you know, those were special memories to us and making fun of it was just low class. So that really irritated me. Again, we appreciated their help, but uh, a couple of years ago when I posted that picture, some of them were just laughing about it and making fun of it. I, I just thought that wasn't cool. Um, 
during our time with the Metro Christian Conference, uh, I do want to mention the girls. Um, they had their volleyball team, and of course, they were having the same difficulties that we were uh, as far as practices goes, and practices and uh, gym and things like that. Um, and our cheerleaders, uh, God bless our cheerleaders also. Uh, it was really great having them there. Um, last thing I want to mention with the Metro Christian Conference and getting our butts kicked all the time was I would like to mention a specific game. Uh, this was a game where we actually won. And when we did win, it, it actually meant something because this was the first place team and we were the last place team. And that was Cornerstone against Garden City United. And uh, what a game it was. What a game it was. And uh, I just want to mention specifically Jimmy Bryant. It was the absolute best game of his career. He was on fire. On fire. You could not stop him. And I remember... Um, he had scored a basket and I was getting ready to run back up the court. Um, and two garden city United players looked at each other. And one of them said, we got to stop him. We've got to stop him. And, uh, because he was just hitting them all over the place. Jimmy, that was the best game of your career, buddy. Uh, great job. And, uh, it went down to the wire, but when the smoke cleared, we were the winners. And I just remember, Everybody rushing the court and how great it felt to finally win, you know, and not only win, but beat the first place team. I mean, what a great feeling that was. Um, also, Mike Anders was uh, instrumental in that game, as well as some, some other people. But uh, Jimmy was, that was his night. And uh, I will never forget that performance that he gave. Uh, of course, after the game, uh, other performances took place uh, with uh, their player Yogi Lala. Yeah, that's his actual name, Yogi Lala. Um, starting some problems with Chris Kelly, I believe. And the police ended up coming, an ambulance. Uh, Jay Rainey uh, like was laying on the floor in the foyer, and Rodney Stoutenberg got on their bus with a broomstick and started swinging wildly like a like a maniac. I actually saw him do it, by the way. And uh, that was really funny as the uh, Garden City players that were already on the bus scampered to the back trying to avoid Rodney swinging. But what a great night it was. Uh, and uh, there was more aftermath to come, as we learned in the, in the days following that. Um, but what a great night for the school. What a great night for us. And what a great night for Jimmy. Um, we actually had a game the next morning, and uh, we were hoping we could keep that momentum, but we were never able to. So um, we lost that game. So uh, later on, after I left Cornerstone and Jimmy left Cornerstone, of course, the basketball program continued. Uh, hopefully I can get a hold of somebody and get them on here to talk about that. And um, also want to uh, talk about the girls' volleyball as well on an upcoming podcast and hopefully we can do that as well so um a couple upcoming podcasts that i'm planning um on a more serious note uh, i'm going to be talking to a couple 
of uh, former Cornerstone students about why it is, possibly why it is, um, that so many Cornerstone students have left the church now and just have nothing to do with it anymore. Um, I'm also going to have another podcast and talk to uh, uh, Jimmy Bryant, and we're going to relive some more sports memories with him. So until that time, you guys are great. You guys are awesome. Again, I keep you all in my prayers and hope that you're all doing well. And we really need to get a reunion, everyone. We're not getting any younger. And as I said, we've lost too many too soon, too young, too fast. So take care of each other, and you're in my prayers, and have a good week.